Hey, it's Jim. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. And today I have a very simple question for you. And it's a decision you have to make. If you don't make this decision, you're still making the decision. It's one of those where deciding not to decide is actually a very clear choice that you've made. And it's this. Do you want to go fast or do you want to go far? There's a couple different ways you'll hear that quote referenced uh, online. And if you research it, it's either an ancient African proverb, or I've seen some other cultures credited with the origination of that phrase, or someone who used it most often, one of my favorite people ever, is John Wooden one of the most successful coaches, if not the most successful coaches, arguably in all of sports, because at one point he won multiple championships in a row, multiple national championships in a row, coaching basketball at UCLA. And if you get me started on basketball, and especially John Wooden, I can go all day. Very influential guy in my life. I actually played basketball at the same high school that he did. And at the time, I didn't understand the significance of that. But if you read up on who John Wooden is, you're going to be impressed. But I won't dive off into that territory. But let's just use a quote that was one of his favorites, which was this. You've got to decide if you want to go fast or go far. And basically, it goes like this. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, take a team. I'll repeat that if you've never heard it. It's pretty powerful stuff. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, take a team. And so today I'm going to break that down, how that applies to e-commerce and internet business. I've been doing this 20 years. Arguably, I've gone far. I keep hearing name after name after name of people that I worked with five years ago, 10 years ago. They were in the industry. They were doing things. I thought the right way. They had a decent reputation. They were making money and teaching other people how to make money even possibly. And it seemed to me they had a very viable operation. But in case after case, I'm starting to hear these, these people have dropped off the map. One thing or another has taken them out. And all businesses are subjected to that possibility. It's not that if you follow all the best advice from all the best people that there's no chance your business will ever go under. I mean, life happens. Some crazy things happen. But if I had to credit my long-term success in this industry to one thing, it would be, I take a team. Now, taking a team is risky. Let's just start there. Taking a team is risky because it means trusting other people with the processes, with the reputation, with the product, with how you're represented in the world. It's much easier and safer to say, you know what? It's just me. I'm going to handle it. Because if you want a job done right, you got to do it yourself. And you can grow something very fast that way but it's going to flame out just as fast if you don't take those risks of involving others in your life, which is building a team. A very biblical concept, by the way, if you revisit, you've heard me talk about this all the time. And again, when I say biblical, I'm not saying it to exclude those who don't have a biblical worldview. I'm simply stating it as, if you look at the most successful business culture of all time, it's inarguable. If any honest historian Anyone with any degree of intellectual honesty who studies the topic will be forced to conclude that the most financially successful people group in all of world history, when it comes to business, money, finance, those kinds of things, the most successful people group, the most successful culture, it's inarguable, 
hands above the next five closest competing people groups and cultures is the Hebrew people. Why is that? Those are the biblical principles that they apply. That's why I go back to the Bible all the time. We've got this 2,000-year-old longitudinal study about this people group. And even many of them, the Hebrews, the, the Jews in modern day, they're atheists. They don't embrace a biblical lifestyle, but they certainly apply these principles. So when I say the biblical vantage point on a topic, that's what I'm talking about. And they understand that business is about relationships. If your business isn't enhancing and expanding your circle of relationships, it's broken. If your business isn't improving the number of people who know, like, trust, and love you that you're working with, in business and as you know, associates of your business, your customers, if that circle isn't expanding, that means it's shrinking and dying. So when the choice is laid before you, do you want to go fast or do you want to go far? The fast option is kind of a trick. It's a trap. Because to go fast and to go alone is to go anti-biblical proven processes and strategies. Because remember, the biblical model is, the proven model is, build a team, build relationships. Going alone is the opposite of that. So don't go it alone. What does it look like to go alone in e-commerce? Well, you know, we, we can all easily imagine ourselves sitting behind our glowing keyboard trying to make money using the internet, right? And I've always talked against that. The people who do that don't last long. You either get burnout, you run out of ideas, you hit a brick wall, you don't know how to get around it, you don't know who to call, right? One little problem comes along. It could be your health, right? It could be you have a very limited number of resources that you can call upon, in order to help you get through whatever challenge it is that you're facing at any given time. So your circle of people, that's why you've heard me often say, hey, your business success in the future, I don't need to ask you what your business plan is. I don't need to ask you how much money you have in the bank. I don't need to know, you know what your business model is or how long you've been doing it. I don't need to ask you any of those questions to be able to predict the future of your success in business. All I have to do is ask, how big is your 3 a.m. list? You've heard me reference that before, right? How many people could you call at three in the morning who, if their phone rang and they knew it was you, they would gladly answer it and say, what can I do? I'm there for you. What, what do you need? Anything. How big is that list? How many names are on that piece of paper? I just need to see the list of names. I don't need to know if they're powerful people or influential people. I just need to know how big is that list. If that list is big and you're in business, odds are your business is going to thrive and succeed. If that list is tiny, odds are your business has its days numbered. If that list is shrinking because you're treating people poorly, you know, you're promising refunds and you're not giving them and you're delivering a subpar product. You know, in, in this industry, you're claiming you can teach people how to make money and you look over your shoulder and it's a pretty small list of people that you've actually helped, <laughs> right? I mean, that, that takes a lot of people down in this industry. And that's something that I'm so proud of as our team, to my knowledge, has the biggest list of names. I mean, literally every day in our Facebook group, we're getting more names added to that list of people. I don't know who these folks are. The first time I see their name come across my desk is when they post this amazing, glowing Facebook testimonial thanking me for helping them. Like, when did we ever meet? I don't know, but I've taken along a team. That's why you'll see me constantly giving credit to the team. I didn't do anything. I talked into a microphone. I interviewed a few people. I help out when I need to with our physical shipment, with our uh, FBA business and our eBay and our you know online selling business. You know, if, I'll slap tape on boxes if I have to. I do a lot of the sourcing still. I love that part, finding new products to sell. That's what I do. And somehow this team that we've assembled over time, over 20 years, is producing story after story after story of success. 
it's inarguable. We've gone far. Does that mean the future is guaranteed? Absolutely not. You never know what the future holds. But we've gone far. That's inarguable, especially compared to a lot of our competitors. So I thought it was time to have an episode where we specifically talked through what it means to go fast versus going far as it applies to building an e-commerce business. Let's give some examples of going fast. Going fast is looking for that one magic product that's going to change your life. That's going fast. If I shove enough money into this private label thing, I can get that one magic product and carve out a niche and make a whole bunch of money really fast. And you're inspired by the videos of people who have done just that. That's going fast. That's going from zero to hundred as fast as you possibly can. Fill your bank account as fast as you possibly can. Selling widgets to strangers using as little staff and resources as possible to do it. Congratulations if you pull it off. That's awesome. I have nothing against it. I love seeing success stories of all kinds. But that particular model of going fast is the equivalent of running through the forest at night blindfolded. You might make it from one side to the other. You really might. You know, if the goal is to get from one side where you don't have a product and you don't have success and get to the other side of the forest where you now have a product and you have success, some people make it. I'd say five, maybe 10% if I'm being very, very, very generous, make it through that forest when they attempt it. But the rest run into a tree. They get, they stub their toe, they fall, they twist an ankle, they get hurt. There's no one there to help. They've paid a bunch of money to the people that can't actually help them to the next step. They've paid all this money in the course and the kind of, that's going fast. That's saying, I want to build something that puts a bunch of money in the bank within a couple months from now. I want to go for it. Well, it's a six to nine month journey before you know if you've actually got something viable for most people. And for the vast majority, it's not a viable business that you end up with on the other side. You end up with, as you hear on this podcast all the time, a garage full of stuff you can't sell, several pallets, and your spouse angry because you can't park your car in your own garage. That's where most of these stories end. That's the equivalent of running into a tree, right? You dumped 10, 20, 30, 50, $80,000 into this thing, and it's produced a big fat zero, except possibly an education, the kind of education you get running blindfolded through a forest at night. You get educated real quick on things like gravity and momentum and pain. You get an education, and it's a valuable education, but it's easily avoided if you take a team. What else? But let's not jump over to team yet. Let's, let's stay with going fast instead of going far. What else is going fast? Going fast is the easily distracted, shiny object syndrome, going fast. It's like, oh, this didn't work. I tried it for three weeks. Tried that. Didn't work. So I'm going to try something else. Tried that for three weeks. Tried it for a month. Oh, that didn't work. Read this book. Tried to apply it for a couple of weeks. That didn't work. Move on. That's going fast. Slow down. You're going fast. Odds are if you committed, truly committed to any of these incredible opportunities that are available to us as internet entrepreneurs, you'd succeed if you committed to it. So I see my job as saying, okay, people who are willing to commit to a process for 30 to 90 days, I've got a proven process that works. If you're willing to do the work, that's as good as it gets. If you're only willing to focus a week or two to give it a, a, give it a little try, it's like you know someone who says, I'm going to be a runner. You know, I'm a runner. I like to run. And I talk to people about running all the time, especially when they're getting started. I like to encourage them and tell them the reality of the decision that they're making. You know, you hear the same thing from, from people who like maybe lift weights, every, you know, regularly or, you know, any kind of other physical conditioning hobby. Everyone thinks that they've got the, the best one figured out, right? Well, I love running. So when I talk to people about running, it's the equivalent of someone saying, you know what, I, I'm going to start running. 
and two weeks in, they try a marathon. I'm like, well, I tried running, didn't work. It, you know, it's, it's just not for me. Uh, no, a marathon's 26 miles. You train for a minimum. Unless you're some kind of superhuman, you train for a minimum of several months to run a 26-mile marathon. I mean, I've only done one marathon. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that does a bunch of marathons. I hope to do another one at some point. But I remember in those last few miles, like mile 24, 25, as you're closing in and, and your whole body and mind and soul and spirit are just like, why am I doing this? What am I trying to prove? Nobody cares <laughs> what time I have when I finish this thing. Maybe I could just walk. Maybe I could lay in the grass over there next to those. You'd be amazed how many 20, 24, 25-year-olds are laying in the grass, like done. Mile 23, 25, Done. They hadn't trained, they hadn't conditioned, you know, they haven't been alive long enough to know that, you know, what it means to go after something for a decade or two, right? I mean, that's how long they've been alive. There's a lot of wisdom that comes with age. How many young people are just sitting in the grass, done? It blew my mind. And that's so tempting. It's like, hey, I'd be one of the oldest guys sitting over there. No one's going to hold that against me. <laughs> right? It's tempting. But if you want to go far, you take a team. So what's that mean in running? Well, that means you you have a long-term plan. You're listening to encouraging, you know, your favorite podcast that you listen to when you go on a run. You, you're taking others with you, even if they're not there with you physically. You're taking the advice of other trainers, of other people who have done it. You're in forums where other people encourage each other, and you see people with less capability than you who are not as physically fit, who have done great things and gone. You, you find inspiration in that team right? Who's gone ahead of me that's done this? And you surround yourself with those people. That's taking a team with you. Even if they're not there with you in your house, they could still be there with you in your in your ear through a podcast like this. Right now, I'm part of your team. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm part of your team and I'm encouraging you, let's go far. Let's, let's not go fast. You know, if you want to be a sprinter, that's great. There's definitely some some great things there. And if I had a sprinter here, they'd have a very different body type, you know, this big old thick legs and strong and, and you know, they can squat all this weight because they only got to go for a few seconds. And that's great for Olympic trials. But in business, that's not good. In business, being able to go fast for a short period of time serves no purpose, no useful purpose whatsoever. It actually just gets you into trouble. It means you're going to run into trees a lot harder when you're running through the forest. That's all it means. I'd rather take a team and the equivalent of taking a team in e-commerce is a handful of us who have been through this forest before. We know where the paths are. We're not wearing blindfolds because we're going into it with our eyes wide open during the day with plenty of supplies and we've prepared ahead of time and we've taken our time. And the truth is, if once you start realizing the opportunity, the way the world has changed now of e-commerce, you actually need a whole lot less resources to go slow than you do to go fast. You need a whole lot less resources to take your time, slow and steady growth. See, taking a team and slow and steady growth go hand in hand. Both are biblical principles. Both will take you much, much further. So take a team, take your time, slow and steady. That's why you hear us say things around here all the time. Inch deep, mile wide. What does that mean when you're selecting your products? Inch deep, mile wide. What that means is don't go all in on one product because you're excited about it. Those people who are saying find a project or a product that you're passionate about and make that your product, no, that's terrible advice. Find something that the world wants through testing. It's just not necessary to go all in and to go fast and to fail and crash and burn to learn your lessons. There's an easier, better way. That's what we teach. Take a team. That's what the Facebook community is that we've grown. It's free, by the way, completely free. 
you know, it, it's not news to anyone who's been around Amazon selling for a long time or even for several months to recognize that if you go into the Amazon-sponsored seller forums, it's doom and gloom and negativity and people with twisted motivations to try to help you fail because they don't want any more competitors. I mean, you'll see people giving intentionally giving horrible advice. Like, what's that about? I even had a conversation. It was confidential in nature, but I, I think I could probably safely share that. I'm not going to tell you who it was with, but it was with someone at Amazon who works and helps oversee and monitor sellers and said, you know, what is it about your Facebook group where it's always so positive and encouraging? And it's like people are there supporting each other. We can't make that happen in our forums. I said, well, we kind of have an advantage, you know, over you guys. You guys have to let in all sellers. We, on the other hand, if someone comes in and they're giving terrible advice or they're, you know, just a grumpy, evil, mean person for one reason or another, or, you know, for whatever reason they're spamming or, you know, we, we eliminate those people from our group and we don't have to worry about deleting their Amazon seller account. You guys have to consider these things. We don't. So we've got really good people. And, you know, the other thing that we do is we practice, again, another biblical principle, confront privately. I mean, if I've got a problem with you, I'm not going to stand up in front of 60,000 people on Facebook and tell everybody what problem I have with you. I'm going to send you an email and that email isn't even going to confront you. It's going to say, hey, we need to talk. Can we talk? I got a problem. I need, I need to call you out on something. And if, and if you respect my opinion, I'd really like to challenge you on something. That's how adults confront each other. That's the only way adults confront each other. Adults never use a social media mass blast full volume platform to confront somebody. We don't allow our forum to be used that way. If you've got a problem with someone, you give them a, you send them a private message and you set up a phone call. I highly encourage it to be done over the phone. If you can't do it in person, do it over the phone. Never send highly emotional texts or emails. Never, never highly emotional texts and emails. And I would even argue highly emotional social media posts have become pretty much, you know, stay away from those if you want to lead. Now, if you're not worried about leadership and you're not worried about how people perceive you, then go for it. Say whatever you want. I'm not putting limits on you. I'm just saying if you want to be a leader and you want to succeed long-term, you're in this to win long-term, high emotion. Anytime you're typing out something of high emotion, pause. Is it really going to do anything effective? I'll leave that where it is because that's kind of a side tangent. But if you want to go far, take a team. I'm proposing we have a team, my silent team. There's a reason we call our Facebook group, My Silent Team. It's a group of people who you, you can always write encouraging messages. That's what we do. And it's not that we never tackle tough issues. Sometimes we've been accused of, well, you guys just sit on there and pat each other on the back for these amazing success stories. And I'm thinking, is that all that bad? I mean, where else on the internet can you go to see a bunch of success stories and people congratulating each other? If that seems toxic to you, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not sure how to offer you anything better than that. But it's simply not true that all we do is talk about success stories. We face tough challenges head on constantly in the group. You don't have to look, I mean, every day, literally, someone's saying, hey, I'm worried about this. This happened to my account. Can somebody help me? We're there to help. We're not confronting each other. We're not saying, you know what? You're insane for telling everybody X, Y, and Z. No, if you have a problem, you confront them privately. You work it out. And then an educational post is made that, that you know, we're allowed to have different opinions as well. You're never going to have a team without having people with different opinions, but there's a difference between having, and this is something I think our cultures at Western civilization has failed to teach our kids or something because we're all being taught now, if you disagree with me, we have to hate each other. That's insane. A team's going to disagree constantly on all kinds of things, 
but they're not going to confront each other publicly when those things happen. They're going to work it out privately and then come up with, okay, here's the options that we have to go forward. I kind of disagree with you. You kind of disagree with me, but here's the options on the table. That can be done among mature adults. And that's what we do in our group. We don't beat the crud out of each other over different worldview issues, for example. We talk, we stick to business and strategy and tactics. Do that for a long time with 62,000 plus people. Hey, you've got a team. And the number of multi-million dollar businesses and success stories and incredible creative solutions that have emerged from that group, it's, let's put it this way. If you bottled up all the knowledge and wisdom that I've provided into our group, let, let's just put it in. You know, let's just put it in a bottle and set it there on the shelf. That's everything I've contributed, and then you put next to that everything that's been contributed from the crowd, the community, the creative solutions, the courses, the content, the ideas, the strategies, and the solutions and the partnerships. And you, and you set that next to it on the shelf. Well, you couldn't set it next to it on the shelf because it would be like setting a thimble in front of the Taj Mahal, right? It'd be like setting, <laughs> it'd be like setting, you know, you get the analogy. It's like setting a pebble at the foot of Mount Everest. It's like, I contribute so little in that regard. Yes, I consider myself a creative, passionate entrepreneur, but my ideas pale in comparison to the power of a crowd who, who have agreed, a team that has agreed, hey, here's the principles we operate on. We're going to look for multiple solutions to any challenge we face. We're never going to start off a post by saying, well, game over, guys. This happened. You can't make money on the internet anymore. Everybody go home. I, I mean, we're, you're allowed to make a post like that, but you're going to get bombarded with solutions and, and ideas for how to proceed forward. Because for every challenge, there's multiple solutions to proceed forward. That's the power of a team. So if, if you go into that dark forest alone at night, and you run into that first tree while you're blindfolded, it's probably game over. There's no one there to pick you up. There's no one there to say, um, hey, it might be easier if you take off the blindfold, which is the equivalent of educating yourself first, of taking tiny risks instead of going full speed running into the forest blindfolded. Maybe we wait till daylight and take a path and take our time and take a team and take some supplies, take a plan. You want to go slow. If you want to go far, it means going a little slower with a team, but you're going to go so much further. That's the point of this episode today. And there's probably multiple points. I would love to brainstorm this episode with a handful of successful sellers because we could probably come up with about 50 different ways, examples of how going slow ties into the replens model that we like to start everyone out with. And then very organically, you drift into the wholesale and the private label opportunities, and then even becoming a coach or a consultant and, and training others on how to do these things. And those business models just kind of unfold in front of you because you're going with a team and you're letting it happen organically and slowly. And when I say slow, I'm still talking ridiculously fast compared to traditional businesses. Because remember, we have to, con and I do this all the time, I contrast the business opportunities we have now with what you saw in the world in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Building a business back then meant tremendous risk. It meant putting large amounts of capital and time on the table and hoping in the end that you hired the right marketing people to actually convince people to buy your stuff. And if it didn't work out, fortunes were lost starting businesses. I mean, that was how businesses rose and fell. That was just the reality of the world. Now, for a few dollars, you can test ideas. For a few dollars here, a few dollars there, you can test different things. Put up a YouTube video and see who, who it resonates with. Run a little Facebook ad, sell a product on Amazon, sell a product on eBay, a few dollars in. So it, it frustrates me to no end to see people still teaching the go fast, go far really quickly. 
model of private label, get in, go fast. You're going to run into trees in the forest in the middle of the night while you're blindfolded with no one there to help you. That's what it's going to feel like. I'm saying there's a better way. That's the replens model. There's no better way than that from my vantage point right now. If you're new and you've never made money before online, selling a few items that are easily accessible all around you on retail store shelves near you online from anywhere in the world, you can do this and sell on amazon.com US from anywhere in the world. Or if you happen to have Amazon in your country, it's taken off in all, you know, India has big plans. Amazon's pouring money into there. I was talking to a gentleman just yesterday, huge billions of dollars of infrastructure going in. Amazon's going to be big. It's going to be a lot bigger than it is now. Some people are afraid of that. Well, that's where we talk about multiple income streams. Take a team, take a team. We want to get you to the point where you're thinking to yourself at night as you go to sleep, if I lost my Amazon account, it's really not that big a deal because I've got this and this and this and this and this. I could sell my products on my buddy's account over here because, you know, he's already, we've already agreed to that. You know, I could move some of my ASINs here and move some of the products I sell there and we'd be, you know, sure, it'd be inconvenient for a few weeks, but we're up and going. I've got all these other clients that I'm helping with their Amazon accounts. You got a team. You're not going alone. You're not putting all of your money on the roulette wheel of, I hope this private label opportunity pays off because if it doesn't, wow, I sure did spend a lot of money, time, effort, energy, blood, sweat, and tears on something that didn't work out. Well, that's the way the business was done for, you know, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And some people still teach it. I think it's unfortunate. If you go to virtually any business school in the US or around the world, they're going to teach you that same model still to this day. And I don't get it. Why? Some universities are starting to use our our thought process. And I love seeing that entrepreneurial classes. Like, hey, guess what? Students, this semester, you're going to launch a business on Amazon and you're going to graduate with income. Let's go. We're going to use the proven Amazon course. <laughs> Colleges are doing that. How cool is that? Contrast that with today, we're going to learn how to start the eight month process of writing a business plan for your proposed business concept. I'm like, are you kidding me? People still do that? Who does that? Well, they're still learning that in business schools. <laughs> Teach you how to raise capital so that hopefully someday you can get yourself out of the massive debt you've dug and hire the right people to market your product. And, you know, it, Odds are 90% you're going to fail, but it's still worth doing because business is good. Like, I don't want to do that with my life. I want to take tiny risks and every once in a while, actually with replans, about 70, 80% of the time, these tiny risks turn into new income streams. It's a beautiful model. Inch deep, mile wide, take a team. Come along, do it with us. Let us be your team. And I'm not saying give us some money so we can be your team. I'm saying, hey, it's a free Facebook group. Come on in. It's free. See the positivity. See the people who are there to support you. Ask your questions. You, you'd be amazed how often I get, and I'll probably wrap this episode up here, but how often I get emails from people who say, Jim, I'm running into an interesting situation. Blah, 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 blah. Paragraph true blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, mm, I could take a stab at helping this person, but I'm nowhere near as smart. As, remember, I'm the pebble at the foot of Mount Everest. <laughs> like, how about you go take it to the 62,000 creative entrepreneurs in our Facebook group? It's completely free. And you're probably gonna get multiple creative solutions. Like, I probably need a keyboard shortcut for that answer for the people who email me all day thinking I'm the guy that knows it all. I'm not. I'm the guy who is part of an incredible team who is way smarter than any one of us. And we all have agreed to this kind of almost unwritten, sure, our group has rules, but the unwritten policy is we're here to support each other. We're not competitors. Success is like candlelight, not like cake. 
And I suppose it's been long enough since I shared what that means for my good friend, Daniel Lappin. That's the first place I ever heard that illustration. If you haven't heard it yet, here you go. If you have heard it before, I'm ending the episode with this. I promise it's safe to hit pause and uh, wait for another great episode. But for those of you who haven't heard the cake versus candlelight illustration, it goes something like this. In our community, we believe success is like candlelight, not cake. If success were like cake, it would mean there's the success cake sitting on the middle of the table, and we've all gathered around, and the first people to grab the biggest pieces get cake, and none of the rest of us get cake. It's a poverty mentality viewpoint of how the world works. It's a poverty mentality view of how money works. It's a toxic mentality to see the world of opportunity as cake. Well, he got his, I guess none of us can get ours. He's got a bunch of money, means the rest of us have little. No, that's not how money works. That's not how success works. The way money and success actually work is, it's like candlelight. Opportunity is like candlelight. Meaning, if I've got a candle, I can light as many other candles as I want, and it doesn't take anything away from me. It just makes everything better for everyone else. That's how we see opportunity. So when you come into our Facebook group, you're not coming into a bunch of competitors who are hoping ill will upon you. You're coming to a bunch of people who are rooting for your success. They're cheering you forward. And if you're waiting for me to make the sales pitch, there isn't one. From day one, 20 years ago, when I was doing this myself and my internal instinct, maybe it was my biblical instinct, I hadn't encountered great books like Business Secrets from the Bible by Daniel Lapp, and I hadn't encountered the great trainings that have influenced and shaped me that have told me, you're crazy to go alone. And that's kind of the point today. If I had to sum it up in 10 seconds, why are you going alone? You're crazy. It's not going to work. That's the summary today. But I hadn't encountered those great lessons yet. So I was kind of starting to feel like, man, I, I want some other people around me. It just seems like it would be easier if I had some people I could bounce these ideas off of. I was doing it all myself. I had no one, no experts, no, no leader, no mentor who had done it before. So I said, you know what? I want to be a part of a group of people who are using the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple income streams. I want to be a part of such a group. So I started looking for it, couldn't find it. So I started it and a few hundred thousand people on our mailing list, 62,000 people in our Facebook group, close to a million people that have read my books. That's a pretty cool place to be. I've got that group now that I can bounce ideas off of when I get stuck. That's what I set out to build. And that's what I built. And it's an honor to be serving in the role that I serve as the pebble at the foot of Mount Everest that is this incredible business opportunity of hanging out with good people, of good character, who are building businesses. And I promised I was going to end there, but one last thing. This really is the last thing. I feel like I'm a preacher on a Sunday that's going too long, but you can pause this anytime you want, and I won't even know. But the last thing is an illustration that I absolutely love about business building warriors. And I call you a business building warrior for reasons that I've gone into in the past. But if all I know about you is you've built a successful, profitable business and you're increasing the number of people who know, like, and trust you through that business, right? That list of 3 a.m. names is getting longer as a result of the business activities that you're practicing. Not shorter, but longer. That's all I know about you. I don't know where you live. I don't know your religious affiliation. I don't know your skin color like that's ever relevant in business. I don't know any of these things about you. I don't know your Facebook profile. I don't know your business model. I don't know if you're married or single, how old you are. I don't know anything else. All I know is you've got a business 
that you've been doing for a while, and that list of people who would pick up the phone at 3 a.m. is growing. That's all I know about you. Here's something else I can know about you just from that information. You're someone that I would know, like, and trust very quickly, and I'd be honored to work with. Think about that. Because a business building warrior who's accomplishing those things is someone who knows what it means to work hard and serve others well. And if you're working hard to serve others well, we can be buddies and we can do something special together. Welcome to the team. It's free. It's our Facebook group. It's our mailing list. It's, it's our events. It's the great people of this community. It's our coaches who work hard for us every day. It's our content creators. It's our moderators who keep out the kooks and clowns and spammers in our Facebook group. We're a team. We don't all hang out and hug on each other every day at the end of the day and tell each other we love you, but man, there's some genuine friendships. We text each other when someone has a baby. We, you know, someone's someone's kids getting married, you know, from around the world. We're a, we're a family. We're a community. And those kind of relationships are available to you if you want to jump in and embrace it. We're here. It's a bunch of really cool people and we're here. So go fast or go far. That's the choice on the table. And I'm going to do everything I can to convince you you want to go far. And to do that, you're going to want to take a team. If you want to go fast, hey, we'll still be here. When you run into that tree with the blindfold on, just take the blindfold off, go back the way you came, come find us, and we'll go through the forest in the daylight without the blindfolds, a little slower next time. And we'll take plenty of supplies and we'll get through it, okay? God bless you, Business Building Warrior. We're here for you. We truly do love entrepreneurs from around the world. It's an incredible community. There's nothing else like it that I've seen. If you found something else like it, send me an email. Let me know about it because I want to be a part of it. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.